This is the Build Your Best Family podcast, episode 86, The Myths About Modern Parenting Styles with Lori Beth Aldridge. We're Carl and Kimberly Amici, and we're here to help you live a life of purpose with the ones you love and become the family you were meant to be. There's a lot of pressure out there to be the perfect parent, which can be overwhelming at times. If you Google how to be a good parent, you'll discover so many different ideas, methodologies, courses, books, and of course, experts. You'll also find that there are different kinds of parenting styles. The most commonly known are authoritative, authoritarian, and permissive. Today's guest, Lori Beth Aldridge, is here to talk to us about the different styles and the myths that we often believe about them. What I appreciate about this conversation is her encouragement to figure out what works for you and to do it with intention and love. When I work with clients, one of the first things I have them do is take a look at their past and examine what they experienced growing up. We talk about the atmosphere of their home, what made them feel loved and welcomed. This includes examining parenting styles, the ones their parents had. The goal is to identify what they want to keep and what they want to let go of. I do this because when building culture, it's important to identify if and where we are operating from a default culture. Are we doing things just because our parents did it that way? When we create culture in our home for our family, we want to do it with intention rather than that's just because the way it's always been done. The parenting styles we talk about are a useful framework to use when discussing what kind of parent you want to be. Thankfully, we don't have to prescribe to anyone's style. I hope you enjoy this conversation with Lori as much as I did. Do you want to know what your loved ones really think of you? We've created the Family Retreat Packet to help you connect with one another and get honest feedback on how you're doing as a family. It's like a 360 peer review, but for families. It takes the guesswork out of planning because it includes everything you need to host your own family retreat, such as a sample itinerary, a packing list, and activity suggestions. Go to www.buildyourbestfamily.com forward slash shop and for only $4.99, you can download the Family Retreat Packet and host your own family retreat. Today, I'm talking with Lori Beth Aldrich. Lori Beth is a Maui mama to three little girls who's been married to her husband, Chris, for almost seven years. Together, they own a successful renovation company flipping houses on the island. But as a mama, her heart beats for all things motherhood and the need for authentic and vulnerable community. She encourages and inspires her audience at yayamamas.com and on her podcast, Elevating Motherhood. She is the creator of Guided Journals for Moms and founder of Yaya Mamas, a virtual community of women uniting and linking arms in motherhood. Lori Beth is a lifelong learner, writer, and speaker who focuses on a soft perspective when tackling some of the toughest conversations in motherhood. Welcome, Lori Beth. It's fantastic to have you on the podcast. Oh, thank you so much for having me here. I really appreciate it. So a question we ask all of our guests is, what is your family known for? So I knew this about you um, after <laughs> listening to your podcast and I thought, oh my gosh, what am I going to say? And I loved it because it was such a great point of reflection for me. Mm-hmm. Um, and I thought, you know what, when it comes down to it, our family is really known for being ourselves. Mm-hmm. Like we do us, you know, that whole, like you do you. I think that if people were going to describe the Aldridge Ohana, they would say that, you know what, they just do themselves. They're just themselves and and there's nothing wrong with that. And they don't attach any judgment to that. We just do our own thing. And I also think that we're known for hospitality. 
Um, we love hosting people. We love hosting parties and celebrations and gatherings. And mm-hmm. we just want people to, you know, we have friends. I can't think of the last friend who knocked on our front door before they just walked right in. And it's, I feel like that's kind of like my grandma, my grandma's house. And mm-hmm. I have always wanted to have that kind of energy in my house where you walk in and you know yeah. that you'll be fed and, you know, have fun. Maybe we'll play some games. We'll just talk and you can just totally be yourself too. So yeah. I feel like by us being ourselves, we just automatically give people permission to be themselves too. Yeah. Oh, I love that. Um, the funny story is that we have a handful of people that we have that sort of relationship with. And one of them, um, the son came over. I mean, he's probably like four. I think he might be in kindergarten now. He opened up our back door and we hadn't set the alarm and it was un- and we left it unlocked and we left the house. <laughs> and all of a sudden we get a phone call. <laughs> like there's someone in our house. And then I get a text from my friend going, oh my gosh, my son just ran back into the house crying. <laughs> Oh my gosh. That is so talk awesome. about like an open door policy. That is like, awesome. Should we rethink that or at least make sure our house is locked when we're not home? That's amazing. Have you ever heard the saying backdoor guests are best? Like yeah. the people oh, who yeah. just come through uh-huh. the back door, you know. I love yeah. I love those friends who just show up at my back door. <laughs> yeah. And I'm like, hello, hello, I'm there. <laughs> that's awesome. Oh, that's great. All right. So you're here today to talk to us about parenting styles and modern parenting myths. So let's start off and talk about the different types of parents that there are, because, um, you know, at the here, I'm just going to say at the family culture project, we just changed our name to build your best family. Um, we believe that when you build culture, it's all about like what's important to you, what matters to you and what works for your family, right? It's not about the specific values, but that you build them on purpose. And so talk to us about the many different types of parenting styles that there are, um, because I think sometimes we get stuck and think we have to be one way. Agreed wholeheartedly. Um, I do think that people get stuck. Parents kind of come into parenthood thinking they should already know it all. Mm -hmm. Um, They should know how to be a parent. They should know how to do all of the baby things, all of the toddler things, all all of the middle school teenage things. But the reality is, we're all coming into this for the first time. Mm -hmm. So if you have a two-year-old, this is the very first time you are a parent to a two-year-old, you know? And then when your second kid turns two, it's actually the first time you're a parent to that personality style that's also two. So we're just constantly learning alongside of our kids. And if we are parenting and trying to compare ourselves to other parents, then we're just going to, it's basically like, um, what's the word? Maiming ourselves, if you will. Like we're just Mm -hmm. really making it harder on ourselves and we don't need to do that. And I see all of these different modern parenting style labels as resources rather than something that you have to stick to, or it's just what everyone's doing. And so I need to jump on this boat. And I started off thinking I wanted to be Mm -hmm. a positive parent and my husband too. We just wanted something different than how we were raised. And we knew being older parents, especially, wow, talk about some reflection time in there, um, that we wanted to explore this. So my research um, for myself started off with positive parenting. I thought, yeah, I want to be a positive parent. Mm -hmm. And I wasn't 100% sure what that meant. Um, I'm still, after six and a half years, not 100% sure what that (laughs) means, but I do know that it means considering the child. Mm-hmm. considering them as an individual from the very beginning, um, considering them their own person and then approaching them that way. Mm-hmm. So when we started off, that's what we pulled from that. Like, yeah, we want to honor 
the fact that our family of five is made up of five individuals. Mm-hmm. So we started off with positive parenting, and then there's so many branches from there. Um, there's peaceful parenting, Rye Parenting, which is resources for infant educators. Um, if you're familiar with Janet Lansbury's stuff at all, mm-hmm. um, she's a great resource. Um, and she, Rye Parenting can be pretty strict. I think they're like, you kind of have to follow this. Yeah, um, I've never heard Janet, of that before. Oh, it's interesting. Um, it didn't resonate with me. Some of the stuff did. Again, yeah. it's like um, I was pulling stuff from positive parenting, pulling stuff yeah. from peaceful parenting. The rye parenting, I'm like, yeah, that speaks to me. And then their views on baby wearing as a baby wearing instructor, I'm like, yeah, that doesn't speak to me. Right. Yeah. <laughs> so um, there's most of them are flexible and you can kind of piecemeal things together and figure mm-hmm. out yourself. There's love and logic. Have you ever heard of that? Mm-hmm. No. Oh, it's um, it's pretty awesome. It brings in this whole notion of logical consequences. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So if your kid tracks mud across the house after you've asked them a hundred times not to, and they just yeah. forget and they're enthusiastic, mom, mom, here's a worm, <laughs> you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. and track mud across instead of, you know, just being like, oh my gosh, I've told you a hundred times, ah, like the natural consequences, they need to clean it up. Yeah matter what their age is, you know, and then that's the, that's the consequence. You're not, it doesn't have to be a heavy, you know, it doesn't have to be about, you Uh, don't listen to me. It's about the mud in the moment sort of thing. Um, Well, my son, one time he, um, he decided that he didn't want whatever it was that I was serving for lunch that day. And so he went to school without a lunch. And I told him several times, bring a lunch. And they called me from school and they were like, can you bring a lunch? And I was like, no he decided that he didn't want what I made this morning. And the woman was like, oh, 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 okay. All right. We'll give him Cheerios or like whatever they have. And I, and that was the last time he did that. Like, you know, and it wasn't like he was going to starve, but I was like, this is what happens. Like Mm -hmm. I made a lunch. You said no, decided to do your, and he was like first grade. (laughs) Have a great day. (laughs) Well, it's a natural, natural consequence mm-hmm. and it makes sense to them. And it doesn't have to be lots of screaming and yelling to get the point across, yeah. but instead it's really exploring those natural consequences. And I will say something about love and logic that it's actually very challenging sometimes because I've had people um, give me parenting scenarios and be like, okay, so what's the natural consequence in this situation? And I'm like, oh, I do not know. (laughs) (laughs) I do not know. That one is complex. And I think that um, taking the time to sit down with that complex situation and talk it out with your kid and be like, well, what do you think the natural consequence should be for this? And, you know, or do you think there should be one? Mm -hmm. Um, it opens up that discussion and then that gets kind of into respectful parenting, which is how my husband, Chris and I kind of identify as respectful parents. Then, um, there's so many different styles, simplicity, parenting, Kim, John Payne's philosophy on really simplifying, um, childhood and parenting, which I super appreciate. So Mm -hmm. that is six different modern parenting styles. They all kind of Mm -hmm. overlap. They're all amazing resources, but I don't think we necessarily have to latch on to just one. For me, I thought I was going to do that. You know, my novice, the novice parent in me was like, yeah, I'm just going to latch on to the one and go from there. And then you know, I yelled one time and it was like, oh, that's it. I'm kicked out of the positive <laughs> parenting club. <laughs> oh my goodness. No, that's, I, I, I love what you're saying because it's so freeing um, 
that we don't have to fit a mold, that yeah. we can, you know, equip our, ourselves with what each of these parenting styles are. And like you said, like decide what works with us, decide what resonates with us. And we can really create the home that we want for our children that way. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, I like your overarching message of really um, identifying family values, figuring mm-hmm. out what works for you, not mm-hmm. listening to the outside messages. And I would kind of consider all of these resources outside messages, but for us, it just comes back to our family values. Yeah. Um, specifically, honoring the individual. That is mm-hmm. really, really, really important in our family mm-hmm. um, to the point that we give each other space to pursue our own individual interests, even mm-hmm. though our kids are only six, four, and three next week. Um, you know, we give them time, space, resources to explore that. My husband and I, same, same, we do that. So for us, we kept that value at the forefront. So when I'm looking at all these different styles, I'm looking, Mm -hmm. okay, what from here honors the individual? Mm, That's good. And that's how I chose it. So it sounds like I'm just picking and choosing on, on a whim, but I actually had our value of, honoring the individual at the forefront when I was picking ideas from each of those. Oh, absolutely. That's an important distinction. Thank you for making that. Yeah. It has to line up with your values. It's not like, yeah, you can't just do it arbitrary. That's fantastic. I mean, it sounds like you probably need a lot of empathy to be able to celebrate the differences and the individuals in your family. Is that something that came easy to you? Because sometimes I don't understand why my husband doesn't think the way I think. And it's really <laughs> difficult for me to appreciate his differences. <laughs> and my kids a little bit too. Like we have the ones that were like, it's most like me. And I don't know where they came from. Like, Okay, yes. You saying that just resonates so hardcore with me because there's, um, we have three girls mm-hmm. and... Th- Sometimes I think, wow, that one's like so much like me. I get her. We don't even have to talk about it. We just have this understanding. Another one, I'm like, oh my gosh, thank you for being here (laughs) and teaching me so much about um, (laughs) all the things. And then the other one's just a wild card and keeps me on my toes. But it is funny. Or like my husband too. Um, Well, I guess you should know we renovate homes together too. And a very specific um, example... Of the differences. Like, what do you think of this blue color? He's like, you mean green? And I'm like, oh, okay. <laughs> Talk about literally <laughs> seeing things differently on the reg- on a regular basis. Yeah. So I'm like, all right, we're just going to divide this out. I'll be in charge of color. Yeah. <laughs> and you be in charge of putting the color on the wall. It'll work yeah, out. Yeah. And oh. it does. Um, oh my gosh. What was your uh, Empathy. Question? Oh, empathy. empathy yes. Like, Sorry. Yeah. Did it come naturally to me? Okay. It wasn't modeled for me necessarily, mm. and, but I knew in my heart of hearts that that's how we wanted to be, mm-hmm. um, that we wanted to be able to empathize with our kids. We wanted to get to know them. We wanted to celebrate them for the person they are. Yeah. We really wanted to focus on unconditional love that they don't have to please us in order for us to love them. They don't have to be good girls in order for us to love them. Yeah. And Um, I'm not saying my parents were terrible at all. In fact, I love and respect them Mm -hmm. for sure. They just come from what many parents come from in that generation and beyond the authoritarian model of parenting. It's kind of like, do as I say, because I said so. Mm -hmm. And growing up, it was just never good enough for me. I wanted to understand the world better. And um, I always kind of knew that I wanted to be this way instead. And so that's also something that got me looking into different parenting styles because I Mm -hmm. knew that when you're tired, when you're overwhelmed, when you're sleep deprived. Exactly. (laughs) 
you're going to default back to the model that you mm-hmm. had for you, you know, mm-hmm. which is why I think a couple of times in my parenthood journey, I've been like one, two, like, <laughs> counting for Like, okay, just take a break. <laughs> What's going to happen when you get oh to my three gosh. lady? Just my go parents, make a yeah. <laughs> my mom counted. I mean, she literally would like, she would just get to the end of the block sometimes and just put her hand up in the air and start counting down on her hand. And we would have to like come running. And then when I had kids, I was like, I'm not going to do that. So what I started doing instead was counting backwards because I thought I'm going to be different. We're going to do five, (laughs) four. (laughs) (laughs) Again, what am I thinking? Like, (laughs) <laughs> well, you know, and there's, if it works, you know, Hey, yeah. you know, I'm, I'm all for, you know, that's not even a judgment, but I was definitely like, you need to think about what it is you're doing and, and like why you're, you're doing it yeah, just because exactly. it's just because they did it. Doesn't mean that we have right. to do it. Right. Right. And so we, my husband too, we really wanted to celebrate the individual. We really wanted to listen. We wanted to make sure we're not making fun of our children yeah. or having fun at their expense. And so those became family values too, that really Again, then as soon as we started on this positive parenting journey, all of a sudden it kind of just trickled down from there. And we felt like we had the tools to live out who we are Mm -hmm. um, as people, as parents and our belief system. Mm -hmm. And it's just been easier from there. But I will say that it felt like starting at ground zero Mm -hmm. and trying to figure out what was best for us instead of just defaulting to the parenting styles that we were raised with. Yeah. So is this over a course of many conversations? How easy was it for you guys to get on the same page? Oh gosh, our anniversary is coming up. We've been married seven years. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, how easy. I mean, we love or each other and respect yeah. each other. Yeah. Um, we're very different from mm-hmm. one another. You know, I'm extroverted. He's introverted, but the differences and similarities mm-hmm. go way beyond that. Yeah. Um, and I have degrees in child development. Okay. And he does not. And um, <laughs> bless him, I think he kind of defaulted to my approaches and my information sharing. And was the information sharing easy at first? Was it well received? No. Mm-hmm. Um, and yes. Was the method of sharing nice and kind by, you know, saying, did you read that parenting article I quoted you at 4 a.m.? <laughs> um, no, honey, it's six. And I haven't. Well, you need to get on that. You know, like yeah. I have to own what it is I was bringing to the table with that information yeah. sharing. But at the core of it, we, you know, it's small conversations over time, yeah. you know, and we figured out that we want to be ourselves. We want to encourage our kids the same, same. And um, through a lot of trial and error and using a paper calendar on the fridge, we realized that we needed that individual time um, for ourselves, for each other. And as we took that time, our relationship got stronger. And then all of a sudden we were like, aha, we should pass this on to our children too. Mm -hmm. We should model this for them, what's working for us. And then that's when they also kind of came into the mix too. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, good. Because I was hoping you were going to say it wasn't easy because it's not that it was hard, but you know what I mean? It's not, it's not a one and done deal. Um, Mm -hmm. Even though like we know what our values are, we know what our practices are, we know what we stand for, we know what our family's mission statement is, but we're still, my husband and I are still having conversations about like what we're learning and what we'd like to see you know, developed in our family and what we think we can eliminate because we want to add something that's more fruitful and going to produce more fruit in our kids' lives. And so, um, you know, it's, it, it was, it takes time and it takes Mm -hmm. intention and it takes, you know, several conversations in order to kind of get in the same page. 
I am nodding emphatically because <laughs> yes, it is. It is a slow unfolding mm-hmm. when the lessons are ready to be learned. Yeah. Because I could have easily, you know, one of us could have easily at the very beginning been like, here's the family values, here's the family plan, yeah. here's how we're going to approach it. Yeah. And if the person's not ready to hear that, then it just kind of falls on deaf ears. So yeah. I think allowing for the space of slow growth together and realizing that it's not going to be all mm-hmm. sunshine and rainbows and easy yeah. or that one person's really going to take the lead. It has to be the coming together for us. It has to be the coming together of both of us. Yeah. And then listening to input from our kids too, because they give it whether we're listening or not. Yes. Yes. Oh my gosh. There's such a wealth of knowledge, like our information or like feedback, you know, like non-biased feedback and they tell us what they think. And so they, they will point out the blind spots and, you know, no matter what their age, I think they're capable of saying, Hey, like, we don't like this, you know, you know, this hurts my feelings or can you do this different or Yeah. Yeah, and I love that. That's part of that unconditional love thing too. We want our kids to come to us mm-hmm. and be able to say, you know, that really hurt my feelings. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And they have, you know, we have hurt their feelings before, um, but they also have the words because we've said that really hurts my feelings. Yeah, you know, They've heard those words modeled for them. So we just, and, but that wasn't easy either because I think that there was kind of the pleasing element. I think there's a natural pleasing element in them. So we've had to say, I love you no matter what the answer is. I mm-hmm. need you to tell me the truth. Mm-hmm. And it has to be that blatant for them to yeah. understand. Oh, I yeah. like that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we do family retreats where we spend time asking those kinds of questions. And we've been surprised by what they could say. Like, they'll call us out on our stuff. And now that they're older and they're teenagers, they're sort of like, isn't this our family value? And we're like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> They've got amazing. all the language now. They're like... Yeah. That is amazing. And I think it's really great that you're normalizing that for people so that people mm-hmm. don't have to be afraid of like, okay, everyone family meeting, yeah. you know, and it doesn't have to be a heavy instead. If someone has something other than sunshine and rainbows to present to you that they're still mm-hmm. loved and they still feel heard and it normalizes mm-hmm. ups and downs too for everybody, which I think yeah. is really important. Good for you. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. If I called it a retreat fun. my kids will be like, heck yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, we have to throw in mini golf. Mm-hmm. Yeah, swimming in the pool, yeah. movies, games. We have to, you know. For us, it's donuts from Whole Foods. Yeah. Oh, nice. <laughs> if I bring those home, they're like, ooh, family meeting. <laughs> yes, exactly. See, we're bribing you for feedback and input. Open up. It's, or no donuts. Uh, I would call it hmm, a joyful consequence. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Oh my gosh. All right. So tell me about the myths that are out there about parenting. Sure. I think especially with, um, I think I'll just put it in terms of like authoritarian parenting and Mm -hmm. then everything else. Okay. Um, I think that people are like all these modern styles. So everything I just listed, the, the respectful, um, positive, all that sort of stuff. I Mm -hmm. think the main myth with that is if we do things different, than how our parents did it, that we're saying that they're wrong, Mm. that our parents were wrong. And that's just not the case. Um, And I think that a lot of people take it personally um, and are like, oh, well, is the way I raised you not good enough? And it's like, well, no, we're just Mm. trying what works for our family. Again, taking all that feedback um, from the outside world and the influence from the outside world and shutting it off and figuring out what needs to be done with your family. Um, Yeah, we're just, we're doing us. You know, yeah. if anyone asks, we're just doing us. 
Um, I think another myth is that it's permissive. And if um, parenting had a scale, you know, of the authoritarian on one side and the permissive on the other side, I think a lot of parenting and a lot of parents are actually in the middle of that mm-hmm. um, because I don't consider respectful parenting to be permissive parenting at all. And I think a lot of that confusion actually comes from examples like parents who don't tell their kids no. Um, right. You know, they, they don't tell their toddlers no. And they're like, oh, well, how are they ever going to learn not to do things if you don't use the word no? Mm-hmm. Well, it's kind of like if a two-year-old asks, like, I, I want to go outside, <laughs> outside, 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 outside. And you don't necessarily have to say, no, we're not going outside right now. You can reframe it as, oh, actually, we're going to go outside in 10 minutes if that's the plan, you know, and that's yeah. the real deal. Um, or say, oh, we're not going to go outside right now. This is what we're doing right now. And mm-hmm. reframing that so it's not constant constantly being shut down. You know, we can set boundaries um, in a healthy way, in a fun way, and one that they can understand and translates to the two-year-old mind Mm -hmm. that they're mentally capable of understanding. Mm -hmm. And I know that a lot of parents would be like, well, two-year-olds can understand no too. And they can. It's just that some of these styles include examples like that of not using the word no and just bringing them Mm -hmm. in or the logic of it, right? Mm -hmm. Um, You know, I tell my six-year-old, hey, I need you to pick these books up right here in the hallway. And she would be like, well, why? And I'm like, okay, well, grandma's coming over and she can't walk very well. And I want to make sure that the pathways are clear for her to come. Mm -hmm. Oh, okay. And she goes and puts it away because she understands why we're doing it. And that's her personality. Um, But I wouldn't say because I said so. I mean, I have, don't get me wrong. Yeah. Um, I've told my kids there are times and that's going to be the answer. As much as I can, I'm going to tell you what I need to tell you, but there are going to be times when we don't, we don't have the time to, for me to explain to you why I need you to do this now. This is really important. We're in a parking lot. I sense a tricky situation. Yeah. Get in the car. Why? Because I said so. Yeah. yeah. I mean, there, there are absolutely <laughs> moments for that. And then I'll explain to them later exactly. I need you to trust me. Mm-hmm. You know, when I talk, I need you to trust that I am not just saying things just to say things. Yeah. And yes, there are absolutely situations like that where I have used that and mm-hmm. then explain it to them later. But I'm like, you need to trust me. Yeah. Um, you know, I asked my two-year-old to clean up the book. She would just ignore me. Right. <laughs> and so then I give her options. Um, again, these are all resources, you know, right. All these different parenting styles. My oldest one needs to know why my middle one would just do it. Okay, mom. And my third one would give me side eye. (laughs) And then I'd have to give her the choice, put the power back in her hands. Yeah. You want to do it yourself or do you want me to help you pick up the books? And so it's really, you know, again, honoring the individual and then having all those different parenting style resources, you know, if none of that is me being permissive, It's Mm -hmm. all me just reframing it for them and encouraging them to be active members of our family. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Mm. I think another myth is that these styles aren't sustainable or that they're unrealistic because Mm -hmm. it's asking us to go against a lot of times styles that we were raised with or Mm -hmm. styles that are really unfamiliar to people. But I do think they're sustainable because it's a lifelong journey. It's an unfolding, you know, as the kids grow, we're growing alongside of them. So we just keep coming back to these as resources. And then it's funny, this whole idea of like sustainability and parenting and are, are these ideas sustainable? Well, if growth is your goal, growth is sustainable because it's inevitable. Yeah. And if that looks like you researching parenting styles, great, then technically it's sustainable. And I don't think they're unrealistic. I think if 
something seems unrealistic to you as you're researching it, um, note that, you know, you can try it. You cannot try it. Does it seem unrealistic because it seems hard and it's challenging you? Well, spend that extra minute. You know, your initial reaction is not the last say. It's just your initial reaction. So if your initial reaction is, this is unrealistic, pause and go a little bit deeper and ask, why does this seem unrealistic for Mm -hmm. yourself? Not anybody else, but just for yourself. And then maybe try it any, anyway. Mm -hmm. Oh, absolutely. I know that there's some things that I've put into place and my kids, they said, remember when you tried to do that chart, mommy, remember when you tried to do that? And I'm like, oh yeah, (laughs) yes, I remember. That didn't really work well. My kids probably know now. Okay, we're giving it two weeks. We'll see if this works. <laughs> you know, I think you might be onto something. As soon as you said that, like I had a flashback to all the charts, the potty charts that yep. just died immediately. The yeah. reading charts, like the read aloud every day because we're a homeschool yeah. family. I'm like, we read aloud today anyway. Why am I trying to like mm-hmm. put this extra task of keeping track of yeah. it? Just, you know, so, yeah. that's so funny. But even with um, like our chores, I mean, I would say it took me a good year and a half, two years for them to become just a part of what we do. Like Mm -hmm. them giving me a hard time, like reworking how um, the chart works, reworking how we distribute the chores. I mean, it took a really long time, but I am so glad that I persevered and that I didn't get discouraged because, you know, a lot of people told me, especially with chores, I know there's a lot of people that have a lot to say about chores. I think that everyone's got to do them. We all live here. Um, and they were like, well, what? how could you possibly do that? It's soccer season. It's lacrosse season. It's like busy time. It's this, it's that. And you're like, this is this, we can make this work. We just have yeah. to stick with it. And we have to figure out like, again, what works for us. And I, and I ended up, what I ended up doing was saying, here are the nine chores that I need done. You figure out, I gave it to the kids. I said, you figure out That's what makes good. the most sense. And so they created a rotation of how it would be rotated. and it's been amazing because they've, they're bought in. I didn't give up. They've bought in and I still, they're, they're teenagers. I still have to stay on top of them, but like it's working. I love Um, that. Yeah. I really appreciate the timeline you mapped out there. Um, because I think that people think if you put a chart on the wall, it's a boom, one and done, you know, just, this is going to solve all my problems, but in these stickers here, really sorting it out. Um, but it takes a lot of discipline and sticking with it and working on it and figuring out what works. I love that you gave the power back to them, Mm -hmm. um, too. That's really cool. I'm going to borrow that. um, my girls grow. (laughs) Um, and we do chores in our house too. And I think that's actually one of the myths that this kind of parenting Mm -hmm. doesn't involve chores or work or anything like that, that the kids just get to be kids and that it spoils them and coddles them and all that. But my six-year-old feeds our animals. We have miniature goats and fancy chickens and turtles Mm -hmm. and a dog and, and she is absolutely involved in that. And, um, it's taken a while for her to really get into that rhythm and understand all the ins and outs of it. But instead of me just constantly getting frustrated, I do get frustrated sometimes, (laughs) but (laughs) instead of constantly being frustrated, being like, okay, what information does she need to do this better? You know, mm-hmm. what information do I need to calm down about it? Mm-hmm. You know, you can't yeah. turn over some huge responsibility like no. feeding animals and livestock um, and then feel like I can just be hands off, right? You know, yeah. it's it's this constant balance for sure. But I would not say that we're spoiling our kids. Some people disagree, mm-hmm. but, um, you know, that doesn't matter. That doesn't come into our circle. We just mm-hmm. analyze that for ourselves. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, that's good. 
I think another myth is that there isn't any discipline involved or any consequences, but Mm -hmm. you know, love and logic is about consequences, just logical ones, natural ones. Mm -hmm. Um, And we view discipline differently. We don't view it as um, anger or um, needing to teach them a lesson in a harsh way, which Mm -hmm. I think is how a lot of people view the term discipline. Like you really need to drive this point home and you need to get firm about it. And instead discipline is kind of teaching them how to self-regulate, understanding the rules, and just knowing that if we made every mistake they make that was worthy of discipline or consequences mm. a heavy, we would be miserable. Yeah. We have three young kids trying to figure out this complicated life. And every time they mess up, if we're like, oh, oh <laughs> it just, or came at it with that kind of energy or been like, you will learn right. that kind of energy. It yeah. just, we would be exhausted and angry and tired all the time. So yeah. we try to view it discipline, just it, a lot of these um, styles just view it differently. Like, how can we help them learn this lesson? Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's like, don't cry over spilled milk kind of thing. You know, if they spill the milk, although yeah. I do, and if it's like pumped breast milk, that that's like a milk <laughs> level, and I'm not talking about that. <laughs> I mean, on, the, on the new couch that you just got. <laughs> yeah, that, that's a whole different thing, you know. <laughs> oh, yeah, because that's like liquid gold. <laughs> yeah. But um, just, you know, knowing that the natural consequences, mm-hmm. you need to clean that up. You need to mm-hmm. clean that up and helping them understand that it's really about setting boundaries. I mean, that's yeah. the other thing too. A lot of people assume that these sort of more positive modern parenting approaches, there aren't any boundaries. There are a ton, yeah. a ton of boundaries. Yeah. I like what you're saying because I do think that um, it's really hard to sustain um, being so on top of them and having so much discipline because I, I mean, like... I don't think that you can sustain it, especially as I see my kids get older, my role with them has changed. And if I'm holding on so tight to all of those things, I think that they have to learn now from me, um, I'll start to lose them relationally. And as they get older, I've just transitioned into advising and here's, Mm. here's what I suggest and here's what may or may not happen. And now you get to choose. And so because I've um, done some of those things with the logic and the love and logic, they know that there is a potential for these natural consequences to happen. And when they happen, it's not because I made them happen. It's because this is what's happened. Like they, they were, they were made aware of things before. Um, and so I think that approach transitions well as children get older and your role changes and they, they are going to bump into reality on their own. Mm -hmm. Um, and then it just sort of like says, Hey, mom and dad right (laughs) yeah I actually I super love that super love that and I was trying to think of maybe a different perspective of how other people might see that again Mm -hmm. not that it matters but just like busting through that myth is that I'm sure there are some people who would assume that's very hands-off like what a hands-off way of parenting and I'm like oh no I wouldn't consider that to be hands-off yeah all. I think that that is um, very logical and very loving and very supportive and mm-hmm. honoring the individual and mm-hmm. and le- realizing, man, that was that was gold right there. That you aren't responsible for teaching them every lesson. Mm-hmm. I mean, it kind of goes back to like my husband and teaching him about yeah. these, you know <laughs> parenting styles. If he's not ready to receive it, he's not going to hear it. He's yeah. not going to read the article. He's not going to. He's just not ready. And I think it's the same same with our children. Um, and I'm guessing, uh, especially with high schoolers. Mm-hmm. Or teenagers. 
Yeah. And there are certain things that they're open to receiving and certain things they're not. And, you know, um, an interesting story with the, we, um, at church this week, they, um, the pastor preached a sermon and it was great. And they, they love our church, you know, and they, I don't know, they're, they don't sit with us in church. So I don't really know if they're paying attention, but I hear, I think they do sometimes. Um, but he talked about a particular topic. And then later on in the week, I put a podcast on from somebody completely different. It was, um, like more of a self growth podcast. And she said almost the exact same thing. Mm, And I looked at my kids and I was like, I'm not making this up. Like, and these are things that I've said to them in the past. So when like we go somewhere and somebody else says it, and then, so you hear somebody on a podcast say it, they're kind of like, we know mom, we know, you know, that's awesome. (laughs) I love, 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 love it. When Mm. stuff lines up like that for sure. And sometimes I feel like it does take that neutral third party. I like to call Mm. it. Yeah, um, even with our spouses. The message across. Yeah, that's why therapists are so lovely. They're the neutral third party to give all the perspective. <laughs> I feel like, you know, a good podcast, a good sermon, all of yeah. that is kind of that neutral third party to be like, um. yeah. <laughs> but yeah. then also for us too, that home is for us too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh man, I do have a couple more myths I was thinking about because I think that a lot of people think that these styles of parenting just paint sunshine and rainbows all over everything, Mm -hmm. but it really isn't. Um, And just within the last 24 hours, I've been really thinking about myself as um, a person who's on a joyful parenting journey that, you know, I want to be a joyful parent. I want to be a joyful mom. I want to hug and cuddle my kids and be that person that they Mm -hmm. come to when they're older. So I feel like they have like the now goals and then the long-term goals too, is Mm -hmm. I don't want to yell at my kids. I don't, these are my favorite people and I want to treat them like they're my favorite people. And I want us to have a happy household and I want to have cups of coffee on our porch with the morning sun Mm -hmm. and And the kids playing in the yard with the chickens, I want to embrace those moments. And that doesn't mean that that's not real life Um, because that's real life as much as us, you know, struggling to get to bed and everything getting bonkers at night, Mm -hmm. you know, that's real life too. But, and I don't think it's all like, oh, look how cute the kids are bouncing off the walls, refusing to get dressed after their bath. (laughs) Oh, look at this, look at that. But in the same breath, it is awesome. You know, and it won't always be this way. So I try to be really present in all of this. And do I paint sunshine all over it? And I'm not realistic. Absolutely not. But I'm not going to be a martyr either. Yeah. And I'm not going to be like, this is so hard. This is so rough because the outside world is giving me this message that you will be tired. You will, Mm -hmm. you know, drive yourself into the ground until you need that bottle of wine. You will do this. You will do that. I'm like, no, I'm just not that person. So I've been learning to embrace my joyfulness and just let go of that idea that other people might see me as just painting sunshine all over Mm -hmm. everything. No, Mm -hmm. this is how we've chosen to live our life. This is how we've chosen to view things. And yeah. Um, and we're not, um, I think the conclusion I've come to in my thinking about it in the last day is that Mm -hmm. I'm not going to apologize for that. You know, instead, I'm not even just going to acknowledge that outside stuff and I'm just going to live my life and know that it is real life. Um, and that it's good for us. Yeah. Oh yeah. I can totally relate. A lot of people will be like, Oh, you've got teenagers. How's that going? I'm like, it's amazing. And they're like, really? And I'm like, yeah, it really is amazing. I mean, even when our kids quote unquote, get it wrong. And they're maybe not making choices that we like. Um, It has been so amazing to come alongside them and help them figure it all out. Like, and not take the approach again, like not that my parents, my parents weren't awful, but like I'm choosing a different path and 
that I get to come alongside them when they're going through and making these decisions, thankfully under my roof and just being, like you said, these are my favorite people. And so Mm -hmm. I've chosen to really not look at the teenage years, like as, Oh, look what it's putting me through. Like, Um, look what I have to deal with. I'm like, no, this is, this is fantastic. Like I'm getting to observe them wrestle with who they are, wrestle with their choices and become an adult. And so I got a front row seat to all of this magic and how am I going to, am I going to, you know, hate it and resent it? Or am I going to be excited that I get to be a part of it? I just want to hug you through the screen right now. Like, that's so (laughs) nice. My heart is so warm and just like, I am so glad that you're speaking that into people's lives because we have three girls. We go places and total strangers are like, oh, you just wait. And I'm like, they can hear you, first of all. And second of all, I'm not afraid of it. And it is an honor and a privilege to be that front row Mm -hmm. or even backstage, you know, of this and and to really cheer them on no matter what. And if I am going to it, just dreading it, just, and that's not us painting sunshine all over. No, this is an honor. Mm -hmm. This is a privilege. We love this. We love our children. These are our favorite people. And Mm -hmm. we're going to work from that space. Yeah. I wouldn't even consider that a style. (laughs) You can't look that up. You just got to live it and feel it. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. And if we break from that and we get frustrated, which we all do, you know, Mm -hmm. ups and downs are totally normal. I think another myth is that all of these kind of parenting styles, the positive approaches, um, that you're suddenly not a positive parent if you yell, you know, Mm -hmm. or you get angry or frustrated or you're having a hard day and you wish you could go on a little mini vacation by yourself Mm -hmm. for like, a day or two or a week. You know? Yeah, Just, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and that's okay too. You're not, um, you know, there doesn't have to be judgment on that. You know, it's an observation for you. It's a cue for you. What do I need that I'm not getting right now? Yeah. You know? Time for that self-reflection. It's not you're a bad parent or you don't get to be in the positive parenting club anymore because you have these negative feelings. That's that's not it at all. It's yeah. just, I see all these moments, joyful or otherwise, as cues for me to tune in and say, okay, something's something's off mm-hmm. or something's going right. What's going well? How can we have more of this or something's mm-hmm. wrong? What is it that we're not getting? You know, um, ever since taking these approaches, I can tell when my husband needs alone time. He can tell when I need alone time. Um, and we just offer it out. Hey, do you need to go do something by yourself right now? I got this. Yeah. Yeah. Go ahead. I see you on the edge. And sometimes we can't even see ourselves on the edge. I can't tell you yeah. how many times my husband's like, do you just want to go to town by yourself? And I'm like, <laughs> um, why, why <laughs> is something wrong? <laughs> why would you suggest that? I am fine. <laughs> and then I'm like, you know what? Uh, it took me a long time, but I'm like, oh yeah, that sounds great. Thank you so much. Yeah. I'm out. Mommy yeah. out. <laughs> yeah. I've been able to identify that with my kids a little bit, especially my son, you know, even though he's a boy, he's very emotive. Is that the word? Like you can just see when he's struggling and I'm like, Hey bud, why don't you just take it? Just take a walk. Just go take a time out. Like I've made sure he knows it's not like a punishment. Um, Take a time out. Like just go, go, go in your room, go. You don't, don't worry about the dishes right now. We'll take care of them later. Like, and it is a gift to be able to recognize that and provide that for other people. my kids haven't yet done that for me. Actually, that's not true. Like <laughs> occasionally my my oldest will come up and just give me a hug because she could just Aww. see it on my face. Yeah. And, um, you know, she's, she's not necessarily the huggy type, but when she comes up and puts her arm around me, it's usually because she's seen me kind of, <sighs> you know, oh, that's so like sweet. come to the end of myself, you know. 
mm-hmm. after a hard day. Oh my gosh. See, and I can picture my kids being teenagers and doing yeah. the same, same. I can't even imagine them being as tall <laughs> as me, you know, because right now those hugs are around my thighs or my yeah. stomach, you know, and yeah. these days those hugs are just going to creep up a little higher. Oh. I know, like her head goes on my shoulder. I'm like, when did this oh, happen? Wow. Yeah. Oh, wow. Oh, man. Um, you know, the other point I want to make is that no matter what style, is chosen. Mm -hmm. I I do think that there's this myth of there are those of us who are choosing this style and we're one of those moms. We're one of the hippie Mm -hmm. moms, the new age moms, the crunchy moms, all of that. But I don't really think it's a label. I think we're all capable of moving in and out of every single parenting style and -hmm. and being adaptive as we need to be and just not judging ourselves. I think the challenge is weaving in and out, realizing that's normal and then not judging ourselves for it or judging other moms for it, which I also think that it's assumed that people who still identify as authoritarian parents are bad or mm-hmm. horrible or unloving. But I actually have friends who identify with this and family who identify with this style of parenting and they are very loving. They care mm-hmm. for their kids very deeply. And I would never yeah. consider any of them to be very strict authoritarian parents. They actually weave in and out. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's almost like we feel pressure to identify with one. Yeah, um, I feel pressure to stand up and say, I'm a respectful parent. And people are like, oh, okay, well, what does that mean? Okay, well, you know what? Just, uh, how about we just all assume that we're all doing our best? (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) In that moment, doing our best. And I think that if we came to it at that, instead of necessarily styles or feeling like, okay, I'm in this camp. Okay, Mm -hmm. I'm in this camp. You know, we're all parents at our core. We all want to be understood, heard, loved. Mm -hmm. We want to have resources. We want to feel supported. And that can't be just put into one style. I mean, that is parenting in general. Yeah, Oh, absolutely. Well, thank you so much. This has been a fantastic conversation and I appreciate um, your words. You've definitely, you're providing freedom for people by letting them know that they can choose what's important to them, how they want to parent and be the parent that they want to be and that they don't have to be perfect at it. Um, And I love that. So thank you Mm -hmm. for that. Thank you. Mm -hmm. Thank you so much. This is fun. You can find Lori at yayamamas.com. She's on Facebook, Instagram, Pinterest, and Twitter as Yaya Mama's blog. Build Your Best Family has a great website, but do you know an even better one? My wife's. She's been at this blogging thing for a while now, and she's got a lot of smart things to say about faith, family, and community. Aw, thanks, babe. When you're all done listening to this episode, head over to KimberlyAmici.com and see what I'm talking about. And don't forget, family culture is not about perfect, it's about purpose. Hey, that's my line. To learn more about Build Your Best Family, go to buildyourbestfamily.com.